Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to our chat online. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dana. And it is episode 11. Yeah. If Whoa, I ha- if 11. I had, do we have applause? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's applause on there. Right, we're just going to pretend we're doing it over. Welcome to episode 11. Yay! Yay! Oh, thank you. Thank you so very much. Right, calm down. Um, <laughs> Settle down now. Tonight, we're going to be talking with law enforcement. We got a guest on the show that is a former police chief, former military. So he retired from law enforcement, so he knows his stuff. His name is Randy, and he's going to join us in just a couple of minutes. So we're going to be talking, to, you know, just about if you watch YouTube, TikTok, you know, all those various little things, you see this people that are really disrespectful. To police officers, right? Yeah, it's Although, sad. Matter of fact, you know what? Before we even go any further, how about we have a quick taste of what we're talking about? This, whether it's hard to hear or not, just try to pay attention. This is a guy, happens to be a black guy for this situation, because unfortunately, it normally is, because that's just the way it is. But I don't care. Whatever. He's pulled over by the Georgia State Patrol and for speeding. And you're going to get to hear the the confrontation, what happened. This is the reason why people get shot by police. So take a listen to this. This is Georgia State Patrol. The reason we're stopped today is speeding 82 in a 65, and you don't have your seatbelt on, okay? You have uh, I don't have my seatbelt on. Well, maybe you didn't have it on, but you don't have it on. You didn't have it on but when you were riding beside me. No, I just don't wear it over my shoulder. Okay, well, then you're wearing it improperly. If I can have your driver's license, please. I don't have my driver's license on. Okay. Go ahead and step out of the car. I'm not getting out of this car. You've already made okay. me feel a little uneasy. Okay, you have as well, because you're not following my orders. I don't okay? know what I'm you're Corporal, talking about. I'm Corporal Gray with the Georgia State Patrol. I completely understand all of that. I'm Andre Williams, and you already so, making me feel a little uneasy. You, you're not even supposed to be talking to me. I'm not supposed to be dealing with you, because she just got assaulted by an officer. So if you think you finna assault me or her, you're messed up, Officer Gray. I was not speeding, and I wasn't doing nothing. Nah, man. Nah. This is what's about to happen, man. Okay? You said you told somebody to pull in front of me so I can't pull off? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not about to play with you today, bro. I'm really not. I'm not about to play with you today. Bro, I don't care, bro. Bro, you just told somebody to pull. You're not me today. You with your hand on your gun, folks. Man, so what? Man, no. And at that point, he gunned it and pulled off. Mm. This is where the problem comes in. And if if this guy were to get shot, they're going to complain and complain how a white officer shoots black person unarmed, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing I'm not that officer. Yeah. Because I would have drug him out of the vehicle. And if he resisted, I would have shot, shot out his tires. <laughs> that, that he wouldn't have been going nowhere. I would have put bullet holes in those tires. That's what's happening constantly. And But and, how disrespectful. Bruh, bruh, bruh. You, you ain't bruh. fixing to do nothing to me. I mean, that's just so well, you, disrespectful. Well, let me just tell you this. Dude, you just went from a speeding ticket to going to prison. That's going to be the result of this. And you deserve it. But you know what? You're lucky you didn't go in the ground 
because this is the crap that gets you shot. Mm-hmm. Get your ass out of the car if he asks you to. We've dealt with it, Dana. There was a time, let me tell you all a quick story. This really happened. We were in Florida on vacation. Remember this? Late at night. Yeah. Uh, we went to a pier down there. It's at uh, maybe Naples or somewhere. San Marco. San Marco. Okay, we went to the pier late at San night. San Marco Island, I believe. We weren't doing anything wrong. Uh, went to the pier, got back in our car, left. Uh, we were driving through a neighborhood, just doing nothing, yep. you know, just cruising around. Noticed that there were helicopters and oh, police. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on with yeah. all that's kind of cool. <laughs> now, like, what's happening? Up ahead of us was uh, a bunch of cops. They were doing a little road check thing. But again, we weren't drinking. We weren't doing anything wrong. Didn't think anything of it. So we just pulled right on up there. Can I get your, you know, license? I didn't jump out saying, no, no, I'm not giving it to you. You give me your license. And uh, now we knew something was kind of weird. <laughs> they didn't just let us go, but um, and they started calling other cops. Mm-hmm. So more cops started coming up. Then and, they wanted to know where we had yeah, been. Yeah, where have you been? Blah, blah. Luckily, I still had the receipt in the glove box for yeah, the pier. Was, so uh, they, I could prove where we were. We, Dana and I were just talking in the vehicle while the officer's out there. But here's the, here's the difference what made I think it okay. And I'll give you the rest of the story, too, because there's more to it. But we were polite. We were mm-hmm. friendly. I'm not going to give them an attitude. They're doing their job. I don't know what they're holding yeah, me here for. But you know what? They actually wanted to know where all we had been. They wanted to search the vehicle. Remember, they we wanted opened. To, they wanted we to had to open the, the trunk. We got out and let them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, going through the vehicle. Now, at some point, you know, the officer, you know, with us being nice to him, he was nice to us, mm-hmm. and he finally explained to us that a lady had been just been robbed at gun with gun. At the pier, or we just came from. Yep. And me, Jeff, the driver, <laughs> I matched the description of the person that just did the rob. So, you know, we're like, going, oh, shoot. No, that wasn't me. But nevertheless, I get it. They got to check it out. So they, they searched the vehicle. We let them do that. And there was nothing. They found nothing. And then they said, I want you to, you to stand here. And another cop car came up. Now, this, you understand, this is all probably what, two in the morning? This is like, yeah, really, it's late. And uh, there's some people in that cop car and they shine a light in my face. <laughs> and it, it's like, like an elderly grandmother yeah. with her granddaughter. Shine a light in my face. And then that car pulls away. And the guy finally came over and said, All right, she didn't identify you. So they had brought the person who just got robbed down there mm-hmm. to see if I was the person. That had just robbed her. Right. Luckily, this lady said, no, that ain't him. Um, and and at that point where they did, you know, like, oh, you know, we're sorry to keep you. You know, we just. So we get in the car and then we drive probably oh, a yeah. couple a, of miles hit up another the road. One, hit another one up uh-huh. there. And then they start again. Yeah, uh, this time, <laughs> I think I told them, like, you know, they don't. We done been through this, you know, this, we done been through this one time. Here's the thing. We could have ended up in a lot of trouble if we'd have got an attitude like a lot of people do. Look, the guy's doing his job. I know we didn't do anything wrong. You know, I mean, I don't even know they're driving this lady up there. I don't care. I didn't do it. Now, obviously, if they would have said, you know, yep, that's the guy, we'd have had an issue. But even then, handcuff me and take me to jail i'll just bail you out well because we're we're gonna win i mean we're gonna go to trial and we didn't do it yeah you know and you found nothing and you know you searched our vehicle we let you do everything be nice to them when they pull you over don't do what this guy just did the one we just listened to so we're gonna be talking about the problem is there's more and more of the people 
like that guy than there are people like us. And there's more and more people getting shot. And that's okay. And I'm actually okay with it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you got an ad, just do what they ask you to do. You know, and, and this is black, white, or whatever. Do what they ask you to do. Quit having an attitude like you're their boss, because I hear that online all the time. I pay your salary. Dude, you're on fucking you don't welfare. Even have, you don't even have a job. How are you yeah, You paying? ain't paying nobody's salary. Anyway, so we're going to talk about that and, you know, lots of other law enforcement things. But before we bring Randy on the line, let me say this. If you have a subject you want us to talk about, if there's something that's bothering you, uh, anything, let us know. We will, You're welcome to come on the show and talk with us about it. Or if you don't want to, just tell us what you want us to talk about. We'll do it. Because Ben is always willing to talk about anything. And I know you hear us talk about aliens and UFOs a lot because we get questions about that. So we stick with us. But if there's something you want us to talk about, if you want to join us on the show, oh, we'd love to have you. And you don't have to leave your house. You know, I mean, we'll call you. We'll get it all set up and we'll get you on. So it's real easy to do. It's very simple. And we really thank you for listening, but we hope you'll participate in the show as well. Our chat online. And there's several places you can now listen. They are Apple Podcast. If you got an iPhone, iPad, whatever, the podcast app's on it when you get it. Mm-hmm. Just click on it and then type in our chat online. Google Podcasts. There you go for the Android people. Yep. That's on your phone when you get it. Spotify. Download the app. Everybody has Spotify. We're there. And there, the other one is like Amazon. Amazon. But that's not our favorite. Or The easiest way is our chat online. Yeah, .com. You go there. That's where you can leave us a message, all that kind of stuff. And uh, you can sign up there, too, to be notified when there's a new episode uploaded. It'll send you a quick text or email and let you know there's a new episode. So there you go. You ready to get the show underway, Dana? I'm ready. We now want to welcome Randy into the show today. Randy, welcome. Hey, thanks, Jeff and uh, Dana. It's uh, a pleasure to be here with you tonight. Now, give us a little bit of your background. Now, I know that you're a former law enforcement, so tell us a little about your background. Well, I joined the uh, I joined the army uh, at 17, right out of high school. Uh, went in for three. I signed up for three years, and I became an airborne infantryman. Served with the uh, 82nd Airborne Division. Okay. And uh, when I got out of the service, I went straight into uh, the law enforcement academy and retired after uh, 20 years, both in Florida and Georgia, uh, as a deputy sheriff, uh, city police officer, Seminole Indian tribe uh, investigator. And uh, my last position was uh, chief of police in a small South Georgia town. So you are retired now. Now you're relaxed and you don't have to worry about all that stuff anymore. Correct. Right. All right. Well, here's what we wanted to talk about. Well, tonight. first, we should thank him for all. Of oh, that. absolutely. I mean, for all those years, I mean, yeah. which which goes into what we want to talk about tonight. And Ben, Ben is going to be joining us. We hope in a few minutes, as soon as he pops in, we'll put him on. But we wanted to, to first of all, like Dana said, first of all, we have to, we thank you. I mean, not for just the uh, law enforcement, the military mm-hmm. service before that. Exactly. So yep. we thank you for that. And we want to ask you, what do you think of the way law enforcement is treated today because it has changed a whole lot over the, even the past 10 years. Oh, that's true. Uh, when I entered the uh, police uh, force back in uh, the late eighties, 
at that point in time, it, it seemed that the public respected the police officer. And, uh, you know, they, if the officer showed up and, and, and would ask you questions and so forth, uh, you know, the, the citizens would, would, you know, respect you and, and try to, try to deal with you, uh, you know, on a, on a one-on-one basis. But it seems today the, uh, the citizens now, not all of them, but uh, a good portion, it seems like, they just uh, they try to antagon- antagonize the officers and try to get them to uh, say that's probably uh, not good. Uh, well, but- you know, I mean, they get them to react the way they want them to react because, you know, it's their YouTube video or it's their TikTok, and, and it's not going to be any good if the officer, you know, doesn't react. So it's like they go for that reaction. You need that reaction to get your views. And in some instances, it, it, it would appear to you they're trying to bait them into maybe a lawsuit, you know, so. Right, exactly. Uh, when you first started out, did they have any special training for you, well, like as well, far as dealing with people that are like that? <laughs> well, no, not not dealing with, with uh, arrogant people or, or disrespectful people or anything like that, no. But, uh, it, it, it was, you know, we, we, had, we had the police academy at the time, and it was... Uh, I believe the one I went through back in the late 80s was um, almost six months long. And uh, we covered a lot of bases and so forth as far as, you know, different fields of uh, study and law enforcement. But never, I would say later on in probably the 90s, we had some, with community policing, which took over, we had some uh, more interaction with the public, how to deal with them and, uh, you know. Because now it seems like you're having to be everything, like, if you, I mean, this you're, is just the, the things counselors. I'm, yeah, those, these are just things I'm seeing on TV, but yeah, you're a counselor, you're a mental health professional, you know, if somebody's calling because they're threatening suicide or they're wanting to jump off a bridge or whatever. I mean, it seems like you guys wear so many different hats nowadays as compared to, oh, sure. to the past. Yeah, it's changed drastically. Uh, you have to, you have to. Wear all these different hats and, and uh, take care of all these different situations. Uh, you know, it's just it, it does that the, the public. You know, and I'm not going to say there's some bad apples out there. You know, it only takes one bad one to make the majority look bad. You know, but uh, overall, you know, people that are in law enforcement, uh, they're in it for the for the right reason. Uh, you know, it just it's just sad that they have come to that to where they're not. You know, they're not taking. Take an officer serious and, and just you know, be a, well. And, I'd uh, be scared to pull and, somebody over these days. Well, that's true too. You know, uh, it, it's just it, I don't know. I know here in Georgia, you know, they pass the law now. It's uh, it's legal for for any citizen in Georgia to to carry a firearm now, uh, even without a even without a firearm license. You know, a concealed permit uh, carry. So yeah, but, not, you know, so if that, you look at it, that, that means any car you walk up to. And they can legally have a firearm, right? Sure. I mean, they, they can but, just uh, have it. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. That's right. Uh, well, in Georgia, you know, uh, for, to carry for everyone to carry, it basically you, have, you can't have it concealed unless you do have a permit. Uh, so it has to be out in the open. But, you know, another thing, another aspect of the way to look at that is that if, if the law says everyone can carry one, then you just automatically treat everyone as possibly having a firearm or, or, or being armed. So you just have to go, go at it with that, uh, with that mindset. Right. Yeah. You're just going to have to just assume everybody's got a firearm. Sure. I mean, look, here's the reality. Uh, you can love it. 
but in the in the end, it is a job, and at the end of the day, you want to go home. And and I'm sorry if I were to put myself into law enforcement into into their bodies. I mean. I'm looking out for me. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to let you shoot me. I mean, it's, it's, it's just that way. I mean, it's a job. Yes, you want to do the job exactly. and you want to help protect and all those things. But at the end of the day, you do have to look out for yourself. Oh, sure. You know, and, and, and in the situations as far as dealing with uh, someone that's, that's armed, you know, you have a, or, or, you know, someone that makes a move uh, that looks like they're going for a weapon or so forth. You have a split second decision to make, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, that's you pray the thing. And hope and then, you don't have time to think about it. I mean, it's like okay. if you don't react, he has shot you. I mean, you have no time to let me make sure that's not a gun. I mean, he's pulling something out of his pants. That's, you know, but at the same time, the person that's doing that, you're just, you're just an idiot. Cause I mean, you're asking, you're asking for it. Correct. Correct. And you know, you, I see some pop up these interviews, uh, of victims, families and so forth, you know, maybe like a, an office suspect or something, something like that along the lines where, uh, the officer ends up shooting and killing the, uh, the suspect. And, you know, they go on, they go on TV, uh, an interview and, and, yeah, I don't remember the saying. Why did why did they shoot him in the leg or shoot him in the arm or or whatever? You know, and yeah. it's like, we're not trained as officers. We're not trained to wound people. If it gets to the point that we actually have to pull our weapon and shoot someone, we're, we're trying to shoot center mass. You know, and that's uh, oh, absolutely, that's just, that's just the way it is. Absolutely, I know. I see what you're talking. About. I've heard them say before. Uh, why didn't you just shoot him in the leg? Well, he, you know. I could all again put myself in that officer's. I'm not shooting you in. You, I shoot you in the leg. You can still shoot me yeah, back. They shoot if you I in shoot, the if I shoot you, I'm meaning to drop you. I mean, that's because I'm not going to pull my gun out unless I think I'm in danger or or other people are in danger. We uh we finally got Ben on the line with us as well. So Ben, we are uh, talking with Randy, former law enforcement, and and kind of talking about. You know, what it's like being a law enforcement officer now as opposed to years ago. Let's just, right off the bat, let's get your thoughts and opinions as you join us. Oh, yeah. It's um, it's interesting to know where, uh, where we are in law these days with uh, the general society we live in now that are uh, so sensitive and they're, they act like everything happens in law is law enforcement's fault, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about we were talking with Randy about how, you know, you see on the TV all the time. Now, there could be a, a, a person that was shooting at the cops, had a gun, whatever the case may be. And the shot, the cops will shoot him and, and kill him, which they had every right to. But how yeah. you'll see the parents and stuff or in family that'll be saying, why didn't you just shoot him in the legs? <laughs> You know what I mean? (laughs) And and we were just talking about like, why would, why he's this guy, this bad guy is not shooting at your legs. He's he's trying to kill you. He's shooting you you in the head. (laughs) So anyway, they're they're feared for their fear for their life. You know, when things happen, things happen. I'm sure Randy can uh, probably, he knows better than I do, but it happens so fast. That's exactly what we were just talking about. Is it? We're talking about a split second. Because if yeah. you wait two seconds, you got a bullet in you. There's no time to think about yeah, you're this. Dead. Yeah, you're dead. And yeah. dead is dead. I mean, it's it's over. Most most law enforcement officers uh, they they go by the the uh, mantra or whatever you want to say that uh, I would rather be tried by twelve than carried by six. Absolutely, absolutely, so, yes. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we, there, there's that one thing I, I saw on the news uh, yesterday. You know, this this thing that happened up in Ohio, I think it was recently. You know, last week or whatever. Where and I actually saw yeah. the, you know, you saw the police cam footage. Um, the 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 guys firing shots. At least one shot. We know he fired as they're driving, and then you know whatever pulls the car over and jumps out and runs. From what they said, it's like they said he stopped, and 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 all the law enforcement saw was well. We know he's got a gun because he's been firing at us. If he stopped, wow. and, yeah, if he stops and turns around at me, and you know they took I care of him quickly, like sixty bullets in him or something. But the thing is, now the parents are on there saying they shouldn't have done that. I mean, this dude was shooting at them. No, he had every right to have bullets in him. Well, that's uh, that's like uh, the sheriff down in uh, Polk County, Florida. Uh, hey, Grady man, Judd. Grady Judd is the greatest. <laughs> he, I, I can't remember exactly the way he said it, but there was somebody that uh, they ended up they had had been shot many many times, uh, and he was something to the effect. Uh, the reporter asked, "Why did you?" Why did you see it so many times or, or something like that? And he said something about that's all the bullets yeah, we had. That was it. Yeah, it was like, I, I heard that exact interview. It was something like, why did you shoot him 60 times? Because yeah, we ran out of bullets. I mean, uh, but, but Grady Judd will also get on TV and, and, and will tell you, if you shoot at my officers, I've given them permission. They're not, I'm not, oh, you know, yeah. feel, shoot back and shoot to kill, and they don't care how many bullets it takes. But, Randy, if they, right. in your training or whatever, do they tell you, go ahead and unload, you know, unload your weapon if they're firing at you? I mean, how does that work? Do they say, you know, if there's two or three of you, all of you just go ahead and fire at the same time? Or how does that work? Usually, it's usually uh, you're only supposed to use as much force as it, is, as it takes to overcome the force that's being, you know, presented to you. So that's that's like the escalation of uh, of the different degrees of uh, you know working from uh, like a taser uh, or, or a nightstick to a taser or, or pepper spray to a taser to a firearm. You know, they, there's there's a, there's different degrees you work up to to get to deadly force. But uh, as far as, as far as shooting someone, most most academies uh, it's like a double tap, you know, at least center mass double tap. If, if it comes to the point you have to actually shoot someone, uh, God forbid, you know, it's, uh, you're supposed to fire, you know, two rounds center mass, and you know, if the suspect or whoever goes down, uh, you know, of course you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have the need to shoot, but you know, you can't really say what's going on in the heat of the moment. And probably yeah. just human nature, adrenaline takes over, I would think, a little bit. I mean, well, I mean, you can't, it's a fight or flight if response. If you're pointing a gun at me and I think you're going to shoot me, yeah. I am going to shoot you and, and I'm going to make sure you don't get up. Man, I'm not a cop, so I can right. say that, you know, but I, I'm i not going to let you kill me. But that's the same way as a uh, high-speed chase, you know. Uh, you, you chase someone 10, 20, 30 miles down the road. And you have to think, you know, you're you're going a hundred plus miles an hour, so your adrenaline is built up, built up, built up. And a lot of people, you know, they condemn the officers that when the chase ends, you know, they all run up there and tackle the guy, you know, and he may get roughed up some. But you know, you have to it's yeah. hard to go from one hundred back down to ten or whatever, you know, on, the, on your scale of uh, you know excitement and everything else. Officers have to have a lot of restraint because, I mean, you know, I used to watch not cops, but it was a live PD and stuff. And I've seen them 
doing things where my thought was like, why don't y'all slam that dude on the ground? Quit talking <laughs> with him. He's already acting that way, and he's already telling mm-hmm. it to me. It's like it's obvious he's not going to do what you're telling him to do. Throw him down, put some handcuffs on him. Let's get him gone. I I'm all for it. I mean, like you don't have to have these bad situations with cops. You're putting yourself in those situations. Oh sure. It's and and I know no, you no, hear no. you hear the black white thing, but here's the deal. I mean, I've never. Dad, we've never had cops come up and harass, just just mm-hmm. harass us for no reason. We've been pulled over, been but guess stopped. what? Yep. When we got pulled over, we were speeding. It, it, you know, I mean, that's all there is to it. He had a reason to stop us. Yeah. They've never just pulled us over just to pull us over and just mess with us. And, that, you know, that's another thing, you know, uh, talking about along those lines there, you know, it was like when I was working in law enforcement, if I pulled someone over for speeding, if it was a gross, you know, a gross uh, infraction, like 20, 30, 40 miles over the speed limit, something like that. Really, most of the time, it was the attitude you uh, you received when you approached the vehicle that either got you a ticket or got you a warning. And I agree with that. I, Dana <laughs> that, can tell you. That is Dana yeah. can tell you that, like, over, over the past 10 years, I've actually gotten pulled over four times for speeding. Now, none of them was, like, way above the speed limit, but I, I was above the speed limit, and I have yet, and thank goodness, I have yet to get a ticket. Because That's true. When no, they, I'm right the opposite. When they come up to the vehicle, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like, look, you know, here's license ID. I'm not like those people you see on YouTube, but here it is, and and do you know what you did wrong? And, you know, yeah, I mean, I did. I was speeding. You know, I mean, I, it's like they, they always say, sir, have a good night. Just please try and slow down a little bit. He has luck with that. Me, mm, not so much. If they pull me over, they're already writing out a ticket before I ever even speak to them. <laughs> I have well, the- outside of the road is not the place to argue, you know, the, argue the, the the facts of the case. It's that that's for the court if you want if you want to contest it. You know, so you know if you, if you walk up to the car and they are adamantly saying, "No, I was not," you know, but you have them on radar doing, you know, twenty over or what have you, and you know, it's like. Well, if you're not even going to admit that you were, you know, break, breaking the law, then, you know, we'll see each other in court because you're going to get a ticket. Yeah, because uh, what, yeah, what you see online is uh, here. here's what I'm supposed to do. I don't have to get out of the vehicle and I don't have to give you my license. And is that thing being calculated? And how did. Oh, good God. Just just take the ticket and just take it. You know, it, it's it's fine. It's just a ticket. And if you don't want to fight it, yeah, go to court. Just take it. Shut up and take your ticket and slow down. I mean. <laughs> That's what you're saying, though. They have a lot of restraint. They have a lot of patience because I don't think I have oh. the patience to deal with them, especially while they got the now, ben, camera rolling. Ben is on here with us. Now, Ben, you've been kind of quiet. but, but Ben we've doesn't had, want to say we, he's been pulled had, over. No, no. But, Ben, if you were, if you were an officer, <laughs> if you were an officer uh-huh. and you've seen the way some of these people act, are you not like me? Would your thought not be, I'm going to snatch you out of this car, throw you on the concrete, and it's over? Shut up. You're going to jail? You know, exactly. I mean, the, these kids driving down the road with the music blaring and and, and uh, driving, changing lanes and no yep. blinkers and nothing. And, you know, it's, it's a mess. And the, 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 the law enforcement have their challenges now because everybody's got a camera in their hand. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. And they have to have body cameras and car cameras and I don't know, Randy, when you when you were serving, did you did you guys carry any cameras of, of any kind? 
no, we didn't. We didn't have the body cameras. No, we did have. We did have uh, import cameras uh, towards the end of my, uh, you know, time. And, and uh, but now, when I first started, we we had we had nothing. We were just all board against them. And uh, well, well, in light of everything that's happening and and the in the news now, and everything sort of gets blamed on the police. And you know, I don't know where this this whole defund the police thing came out of the George Floyd thing, but. Mm. You know, that's, a, that's another whole subject. But do you feel like that the law enforcement is adequately trained to deal with the situations that they're dealing with right now? Do you think that they, because I sort of feel like they need ongoing training all the time. Oh, sure. No, uh, you know, they, they get they get the basics in, in the academy. And, uh, most, most states that, that I know of anyways, they, they require at least 40 hours of uh, advanced additional training every year after you uh after you're out of the out of the academy so it could be in any it could be in any you know field of, of uh law enforcement it could be like taking a class for radar or it could be uh taking a class on uh cults and deviant groups but you have to have 40 hours training they, they usually like you to have more than that yeah. that's, that's the minimum you know every year you have to have at least an additional 40 hours the body camera issue I think it's good for the to have that because it serves two purposes. If, if, if there are, if the citizen is making a claim against you that you've done something that you didn't do, well, I think in today's society, I think I, I think law enforcement is going to have to have car cameras and body cameras in order to, in order to protect themselves from exactly what you just said. But they'll get in court and they'll lie their ass off. That's right. That's Thank right. You. So, Randy, here's the question. So Dana's already said that she likes speeding tickets, or she gets speeding tickets. I don't so like them. Magic, I don't like them at all. <laughs> what's the magic number? What's the magic number when you're when you're driving and not going over before you before you put yourself at risk? Well, honestly, uh, you know, most most officers, I'll, I'll tell you, most officers they like to give you at least ten over. If you're hitting eleven over and higher, uh, get pulled over. Not so much that you're going to get a ticket, but you can expect to get pulled over now. In Georgia, the way it is, the way the law is written in Georgia, city officers and county deputies have to give you 10 miles of it before they can stop you for speed. What is the deal with that? Why is that? I mean, if the speed limit is 65, I mean... That's a suggestion. 60, no, it's, that's the speed limit. I mean, it's like, even though, yeah, I understand that's probably a good way to do it, but if 65 is the speed limit, how can... That means that 73... You can't do anything. That's right. But now the way the legislators wrote it in the law, the Georgia State Patrol, which is our troopers, they can stop you for one mile over and actually write you a ticket for one mile over. Oh. And they claim they claim that it's a public safety issue is why the troopers write you for one mile over versus the city and the counties. Cities and counties, you know, in Georgia, all cities have their city court, not state court. Okay. Counties are trying to raise additional funds by writing speeding tickets. I remember a place in Georgia I used to drive through where you you better do the speed limit. It was Hoboken, Georgia. Have you ever heard of Little Whiskey? Yes. Little Whiskey, yes. Georgia? Yep. Yeah. The governor, back back in the day, the governor, I can't remember his name now, but he actually paid out of his pocket to have a billboard put up on the outside of the city limit that 
uh, the city you're coming into is a speed trap, slow down, blah, blah, blah. And the governor paid for it out of his own pocket. <laughs> oh, now that is pretty good. Well, there's one here. There, there's, in, um, there is one here. Up, up near Tonopah. Tonopah, when you come into town, there's a, there, yeah, it, there's a big giant billboard when you come into the, and they will stop you. There, it's you like never 25 drive through miles there. an hour. It goes yeah. from 55 to 25 with no notice, and there's always cops <laughs> sitting there. And there is a big billboard, though, that does say, speed trap ahead, uh-huh. slow down now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They call it a GBI, Georgia Bureau of Investigation. It's like a FDLE in Florida. Right. Uh, they, you know, they state investigators, and they they're in charge of going around and 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 you know checking these agencies out, the local agencies, and, and making sure if you don't write more than like sixty percent of your budget, your total budget is not you know coming from speed and so forth, then. They can't. They can't classify you as a food trap. Okay. Well, do most so, now? You know, we're talking about some of those towns, and there, there's, there's always been some of those speed trap towns. But the typical agency, do you actually have any kind of quotas? You always hear people saying, "You got a quota. You got to hit your quota." That's why you stopped me. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll put it this way: I don't. I'm not going to say there's, there's, there's some agencies out there, small agencies that probably. Uh, they're told they, they need to write X amount of tickets or what have you, but it's mainly, uh, if you can show that you, you did, you know, for your eight hours of, of working, the job assignment is traffic enforcement, uh, and you only turn in one ticket after an eight hour shift, uh, they're like, you know, you're not being productive. Uh, if you turn in 10 warning one citations, you know, then that's, that's not as bad. So, okay. You know, they're not. Right. So, so it doesn't look yeah, like you're just yeah. sitting around doing yeah, nothing there's not for a your quote, eight hours. There's not a quota, but you wasn't at the donut shop for your whole shift. There you go. There yeah. you go. Okay, and gotcha. That's, that's DSP, Georgia State Patrol. That's, they, they go by that, too. I mean, they have to have they have to show that they're actually being proactive, you know, doing something for their, their eight-hour shift. And, you know, they don't care if it's X amount of warning tickets or or inspections, you know, vehicle inspections or something like that, and you turn in two or three tickets or something like that, they're happy, you know. So. Right. We we want you to take a second. You're, you're the law enforcement person here. And what advice, with the way the world is now, what advice do you give to, to drivers now? I mean, what, what is it? You, you got the blue lights behind you. From you, from former law enforcement, what is it that we should do? Uh, you should stay in your vehicle. Don't, you know, some people want to jump out of their vehicle and meet the officer like halfway back and so forth. Uh, that's, that's not a good idea. You know, uh, most of the time when they're pulling you over, you talk, before you actually get them on the side of the road, you try as an officer to have the, the tags already ran and the dispatcher coming back with the information that either the cars, you know, not stolen. And even though they don't know who's driving, whoever that vehicle is registered to, they, they should already have ran a, uh, a wants and want, uh, through the system to see if you're a wanted person and everything else. So you actually, the officer actually has information that, hey, it may not be the person that's driving it, but the person that's registered to that vehicle, if he is in the vehicle, He's a wanted person. Right. So the main thing is to stay in your vehicle. Uh, let the officer approach you. This day and age, I would have your hands on the steering wheel uh, where they can see it. Right. 
and uh, leave your seatbelt on. Don't don't undo it going for your going for your wallet because you know some people if they're pulling you over thinking you wasn't wearing your seatbelt and they get up to the vehicle and, you, and you've already taken it off but you were wearing it. You know you could end up getting a ticket for That's it. That's a, a ticket. People, you know, I, I know that'll lead you to a ticket. Let the, uh, let the officer approach you. Let him ask. He's going to ask you for your license, registration, insurance, and so forth. Then take your seatbelt off. Then you know if it's in your back pocket, let the officer know. I'm you know I'm reaching in my back pocket for my license or whatever, you know, and, and just don't make any quick moves, you know, go ahead and get your information and get it to them. So if you're in the automobile and you're getting pulled over, um, one, can the officer know if you're a concealed carry, uh, if you have a permit or, I mean, do they, does the state law give them enough information that they know if you're a, a carrier? What do you do if you get pulled over and you've got a firearm in the car, but you're legal because you have a, you have a permit? Should you let the officer know or just, just let it go unless he asks? No, I would I would let them know because uh, and, and you know they, they they don't know just by letting you tag they they wouldn't know if you're uh, just by that information no. but when they approach you you know it, it would be a good idea to go ahead and take your license out with your driver's license. Tell him, you know, officer, I'm, I'm, I've got a concealed firearms license. I am uh, armed at this time, or the, my weapon is in the glove box or it's in the center console or whatever. And nine times out of ten, the officer will tell you, well, just don't make it a sudden move, you know, and he'll look for concealed permit and it's fine. But it's just, uh, you, don't want, you don't want him to find the weapon and, and not know ahead of time. You said in Georgia, you know, it's to a point where, you know, you can not conceal, but you can just have a weapon sitting out in the open, right? I mean, you just have it sit in the passenger open seat, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the governor signed the bill uh, not long ago. Uh, everybody can open carry in Georgia. Like I was uh, discussing earlier, uh, you know, the only thing to have it concealed, you do have to still have a permit for that. So if you go into Georgia, you can open carry your firearm, but as soon as you drive over in the state of Florida, you gotta you got to put it away. Well, you know, and the funny thing about Florida, too, though, you can have, you can open carry a weapon if you're going fishing or hunting. And a lot of people don't know that, <laughs> but, but if you're going fishing, you you can have a side on your on your on your waist. <laughs> or, or wherever. Well, what about this? A month from now, we're going to be uh, driving across country from Nevada all the way to Alabama or, or Louisiana. You know, we have to, and we have a couple of weapons. How do we carry those? Because we're going to go through a bunch of states. What is? Where do we put those? Because I don't want them to be put away. Because then they're going to consider them concealed. But then again, you know. So how do we travel across country with those? If you're just and, and you're traveling like that, it's normally the, the rule is to have a, a three-step rule that, to get the weapon and be able to use it. So, you know, either they're going to be out of your immediate reach, like in the glove box, gotcha. if you're a driver or what, whatever, and it's either unloaded, you know, it takes an action to get the weapon. The, the, the main thing, and, I, and I'll be honest, most officers, it's not a big deal to them if you, if you do have a weapon. Uh, okay, so we've got, let's just say it's in the back of the, the SUV and we get pulled over for speeding. Do you volunteer that? Yeah, you don't want to get shot. But it's in the back. I can't reach it. It's in the back. It's not loaded or anything. But well, do, I'd still be do like, you tell him? Heads or? up. <laughs> this is what's going yeah, on. That's right. I, I would tell them because it's just the simple fact that, you know, if it leads to something to where they end up searching your vehicle, let's say they're bringing canine, the dog alerts on your vehicle, you know, and whether you had narcotics or not, you know, I, I, most, most dogs are good, but I'm not going to say all dogs are Perfect. Right. I watch a lot of TV shows, and I don't know why I want to know if this is true or not, but 
like one show I had watched said that if a police officer pulls you over, that when they come up to the vehicle, that they have to put their hand on your vehicle for some type of, I don't know, <laughs> some type of identifying yeah. purposes. Is that true? It's true. It's true. Uh, most of the time, uh, if an officer approaches the vehicle, they'll, they'll uh, put their hand on the trunk and see if it's, you know, the trunk is, is, uh, is secure. And they may touch your tail lot. You know, with their fingers and so forth, and and the reason most of them do that uh, is is in case something goes down on the traffic stop, and uh, uh, by chance, you know, you're you're killed or shot, uh, incapacitated, and they find the vehicle later on and, and and make an arrest or what have you. They got to check for fingerprints back there, and mm. they can't claim that the officer, you know, I was nowhere around, you know, and so forth and so on. So it's basically to show that the officer made contact with, with you and your vehicle. Yeah, basically, you're showing right there it's the right vehicle. His his thumbprint is back there, just where it should have yeah, been. Right. What about the body cam? Is it running 24-7, or do you guys actually turn it on and off when you're ready? No, I, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, the body cameras, you have to activate it uh, when you get out of your vehicle. Now, the audio cameras in the vehicle, in the patrol car, they activate once you uh, initiate your blue lights or siren. So if you put your lights on, the camera starts rolling. But even before you're on the side of the road, it's already recording you. Now, I've seen, too, like, it's not just men that act crazy. It's women, too, when they get pulled over. Like, the only shows that I've been watching. Dang, I've they- seen them drag old <laughs> ladies out of the vehicle because they're screaming, they ain't getting out, I ain't getting out, and, you know. And, uh... Sometimes they bust a window out and drag them out. <laughs> and, and I always think that's fine because, oh, you could have avoided that. If he asked you to get out, get out. Well, yeah, I was just saying, like, um, you, then you have to have a female officer come. Is that correct? Well, there, if you have a female and, and you end up, uh, you know, you can detain you can detain someone and not arrest them and actually handcuff them to detain them while you're doing an investigation. And of course, you know, when, if you're, you get to that point, you want to do a pat down for, if, it, if there's a female available and it's a female uh, suspect or what have you, it, it's always best to try to have a female pat them down, but it has been established that a male can pat down a female if he uses the back side of his hand, not, not the palm. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, that okay. What I, what I have learned from watching videos is if they pull me over, I'm supposed to scream, um, are you detaining me? What kind, what crime am I committed? Cause you can't detain me if I, you must state the number of the crime and blah, blah, blah. You seen those, Dana? I have, but I skip right you past detain, them. They get on my nerves. You're detaining me. What crime did I commit? Hey, Jeff. Yeah. What about drinking and driving? They got those sobriety tests. I can't do those sobriety <laughs> tests and pass them if completely sober. I couldn't get up right now and do some of those. Some of the, I, you know what? I agree with that. I was thinking about that one day, too. Say the alphabet backwards. I got no I, idea how to say the alphabet it, it backwards. It me a minute to think <laughs> about it. You done for that. Yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some that don't make any sense. Like the backwards, you know, that, that's definitely. That's kind of hard to do anyways, whether it's so cold sober or not. But, yeah, yeah uh, even standing up sometimes, I'm a little off balance, and I'm thinking, yeah, now just, if I had to put one foot in front just of the other, Just give me the I'm, breathalyzer, because I can't do all those tests. <laughs> Close will, your eyes and touch I had an embarrassing moment one time in court for a DUI case that I arrested someone for DUI. And, you know, of course, the uh, defense attorney, you know, wanted to know what, what, what tests I gave him and so forth. And, you know, yeah, it was the walk line, heel to toe, and, and then do the horizontal gaze and nystagmus is what 
so you follow the pin with your eyes and don't turn your head. Uh, and then stand on one foot with uh, the other foot, you know, six inches off the ground and so forth. I went through all that, and then he said, "Would you mind? Would you mind demonstrating that?" Oh, <laughs> So I get down off the stand, you know, I explain the different tests and so forth. Well, yeah, I lost my balance for sure, you know, and I'm, I'm so cold sober because I'm short, you know. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, he still, he still was found guilty because, uh, you know, we had camera, camera video evidence of his actions and how he was performing the tests and so forth. So he was found guilty, but it was, it was kind of embarrassing. That's what we were saying. I don't think I could do, I could not do those things now. And I ain't had nothing to drink and right. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but. So, so as far as DUI is concerned, and I don't drink anymore. They, ben, you sure uh, are asking. You're anymore. asking a lot of DUI questions, Ben. <laughs> Sounds to me like you well, might have a drinking <laughs> problem. <laughs> I used to drink and drive. I don't. I don't. Oh, there's my wife piping in. But but um, if you get pulled over for drinking and driving, do you have to submit to a sobriety test? Well, it uh, it states when you sign your license and so forth that you either you will either provide a breath test or you have an option to provide a breath test or you can you can request a, a breath test at your expense. The officer has to has to offer you a breath test, but if you don't want to do the breath test, they'll take the hospital, but you're gonna have to pay for it. Well, I'm, I'm asking questions for a lot of family members, not for myself. <laughs> oh, ben, ben, we're always asking for a friend. I got you now. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, listen, my friend, we appreciate you coming on and, and helping us out with this. And as we said in the beginning of the show, I mean, we appreciate your military service before that and law enforcement. And I think you ought to be just lucky you're not still in it today because I think it's a different world today. Yeah, I wanted to ask that question. If you had it, uh, if you had to do it now, would you? Would you do it again or would you done with law enforcement? As far as law enforcement, I can't say that I wouldn't do it today, but I would say I would be more deserved to decide if I wanted to do it or not because it, it is totally different now than it, than it was when I was in it. But no, I, I probably wouldn't do it today. But I can't say that, you know, if I was 20 or 40 again, that I wouldn't, you know, because you think different when you're, when you're younger anyway. Yeah. But as an, as, as an older person now, no, I definitely probably wouldn't. All right, Ben, do you have any more questions, Ben, before we wrap this thing up today? All I'm going to say is uh, to close it out with uh, with Randy is uh, our law enforcement are so important to us. And uh, I'm going to be one to apologize to all the law enforcement for the whole, um, whole defund the police. Thing because that was just stupid and we need you guys we want you guys on the road and um, sometimes it's inconvenient but uh it's necessary randy we appreciate you joining us hey i thank you guys for uh, inviting me on and uh had a good time and maybe we can talk again i hope you'll come back and join us again i sure will uh, uh there, there's one thing that i do want to ask though i I'm, i really would like to meet the uh, i heard y'all have a celebrity that uh, uh a basement bob <laughs> Basement Billy. Basement Billy. Oh wait, wait. There is there is something I forgot I forgot to ask a question to you that we ask of every single guest that comes on the show. And I forgot to ask it to you. We'll, we'll yeah. do it while Ben's here. So my question for you is name three good things that Joe Biden has done. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's the same answer we get from everybody. I have a hard time stomaching 
him being our leader. Uh, I just think he's, it's just so embarrassing. Uh, can't even carry on a, uh, a conversation without mumbling and going off on some kind of tangent or something like that. And just, uh, it's really, I, I, I'm, I'm not only mad at, at, at the, supposedly the people that, that, you know, he got so many votes, which I, I have a hard time believing. He's an embarrassment. He is just an embarrassment. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. And you know what? Unfortunately, you're in Georgia, and that was a mess. Georgia was a mess. In, in the state of Georgia, Atlanta is it. I mean, it's, it's kind of like what Atlanta says goes. It's like just watching the election that night. Remember, it was all Atlanta decided Georgia. Yeah, I mean, you, you uh, the Atlanta metro area, not only DeKalb County, but you got Gwinnett County and all these uh, all these other counties surrounding Atlanta. It's like a it's like a mega mega city, but it's, but it's several different you know cities all together. So yeah, they they Atlanta metro uh, actually they they could actually carry the vote whichever way they wanted it to go against the rest of the state. Well, that's uh, kind of what I thought. That's that's what I thought. It's like the rest of the state really has no say. Atlanta's going to get it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Randy, we do thank you so much for joining us, and you come back anytime. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Well, that was interesting. That was, yeah. Very informative. People, listen to me. The cops not out to get you, and we're not here to say there are not some bad ones, because there are. But the majority of them are doing their job. If they ask you for your driver's license, hand it to them. Chances are the most that's going to happen is you're going to get a ticket. And you don't need to have your camera right up in their face as now, they're trying to talk to you. But, but as the officer just told us, you're allowed to. Mm-hmm. You can. But while you're filming that, make sure you're doing what the officer asks you to do. You're going to you know, lessen your chance of ending up dead. By just, you know, complying. If you ask you to get out of the vehicle, just get out. It's not that big a deal. The worst that can happen is the man arrests you. And if he does, you get out and you get to fight it. You know, if if you... Not fight the officer. Don't fight the officer, but you get to fight (laughs) the system. Yes. You know, if you're innocent. You know, so... Whoop-de-doo. All that is better than pulling a weapon or trying to run because you could end up dead. You know, so there's your options. Or you know what? Just keep running and pulling out weapons like you are, and we're going to weed out all the thugs of the world, and eventually there won't be none because the police are going to shoot them all. It's a good thing I'm not a cop. I'm just, you know, I wouldn't be good. Want to thank Randy for being on the show today. Yes, thank you, Randy. And Ben, as always. Of course. So next week, next podcast, we're going to talk to some nurses. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about what it's like being a nurse now because it ain't the same either. Be sure to join us in. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to our chat online. Yeah, thank you. See you next time.